Hi there and welcome back to Letters from Your Dog. If you are a dog professional, listen up because we've got something really cool coming soon to pause up dogs. After speaking to loads and loads of my dog professional peers and colleagues, I found that there wasn't really a space for people to go to share the more difficult side of the job that we do. So whether you're a veterinarian or a dog trainer, a behaviourist, a physiotherapist, canine hydrotherapy, whatever it is that you do, a groomer perhaps... We don't often talk about the more difficult side of our jobs, the emotional side of working with dogs and their people, whether we're working with a dog that's very anxious or shut down or aggressive, or whether we're working with people who are very anxious or upset or worried about the behaviour that they're seeing from their dog. Sometimes our job can be really, really hard, and it's important to have a space where you can talk confidentially about the difficult side of the job. Get some support from your peers in a place that you know you're not going to be judged, you're just going to be listened to and it's confidential so no one can hear all of those difficult emotions that you might be experiencing. If that sounds like something that would be useful to you, go and check in the show notes. There'll be a link there for you to sign up for the waiting list to find out and hear more information about this when it comes out or if you're listening after the launch date then there'll be an opportunity to sign up and join us. Okay, let's get to the episode. Parenting your much-loved dog is a relationship like no other. Our dogs are individuals and there is no one-size-fits-all when it comes to training. Hi, I'm Dr Holly Tett, professional dog trainer and clinical psychologist. And each week on Letters from Your Dog, we'll look at understanding specific dog training questions and struggles from your dog's point of view. Thanks for being here. Let's get to the episode. Hi everybody and welcome back to Letters from Your Dog. Today for episode 36 we are doing something a little bit different so I'm going to give you some suggestions for some things to help you with your timing when it comes to working with your dog. This is something I see really commonly when I'm working with people face to face or online and it's often when we're a little bit of un- a little bit unsure of what it is that we're teaching. <laughs> Maybe we're a bit unsure exactly what it is that we're looking for and we're a little bit slow in going in and rewarding the behavior that we want. So what happens is over time your dog can have a bit of a misunderstanding of exactly what it is that you're looking for because the timing's a bit off and so they can accidentally sometimes give you what you're not looking for because you've rewarded the wrong thing at the wrong time so you can can get yourself into a little bit of a pickle here so I'm going to give you a couple of little fun exercises that you can do by yourself or with a friend um, a couple you need another person there to help you and it's going to be a way of really kind of testing your reflexes and helping you to get your timing right without your dog being anywhere near the situation. Okay, so with that in mind, I do suggest that you do practice without your dog when it comes to marking. So what we mean by marking a behavior is using a clicker maybe or using a word that lets the dog know that what they've done is right. So let's say I asked my dog to roll over and as soon as he rolled over I said great and then I gave him a reward. I want to make sure I say great in the same way, the same tone, the same length of words. So rather than 
great. I don't want to say great sometimes. I want to keep it as close to the same as possible. That's why a clicker can be helpful for some people because it does sound the same every time. However, lots of people find that fumbling around with a clicker creates even more confusion. So that's when a word is often quite helpful as well. So if you are going to use a clicker, great. If you're going to use a word, fantastic. Just make sure that everyone that's working with the dog is is happy with that word and you've chosen one. I mean, you could use two. It's not the end of the world, but you just need to make sure you're relatively consistent with that. Okay, so what you're going to do is initially you're going to go into your your training with your dog or actually in this example into this fun little activity knowing exactly what it is that you are looking for because how on earth can you have a hope in heck of getting your timing right if you're not even really quite sure what the behavior is that you're looking for and this is really really common we often go in I've got 10 minutes let me do some training with my dog and then before we even know what we're doing we're in it with them and then we're like what was I doing again (laughs) the poor dog's like I don't know if you don't know so okay, I'm going to teach a lie down, let's say. So what is it that I'm specifically looking for? Is it that I'm looking for my dog lying flat on the ground with all four paws touching the ground and that's the behavior that I'm going to mark and reward? Am I happy to have my dog's back legs kicked out to the side in a bit more of a relaxed position? Am I, is my dog actually not at the point yet of understanding a lay down and I'm just rewarding a tiny motion towards a lie down? What is it that I'm actually marking? So have that in your brain to start with. But here's a few exercises that you can do for fun by yourself or with a partner. So the first one is get a tennis racket or um, like if you haven't got a racket, you could use a frying pan if you wanted to and get a ball and you're just going to practice bouncing that ball up and down. And every time the ball hits the racket or the frying pan, if you're so inclined, you're going to mark it. So you're going to say yes or good or great, whatever word it is that you've chosen, or you're going to click, 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 yes, 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 whatever. And then you're going to practice pretending to feed your dog or play with your dog. And what that's going to do is that's going to help you get into that rhythm. Now, if you've got a helper, even better. So get another human to come along and they're going to bounce the ball this time, except they're going to do a bit more of an irregular rhythm. So they don't want to really try and catch you out, but they might show in a few curveballs, if you'll excuse the pun. So you've got used to a dut rhythm and then they might do and you've got to try and mark exactly when they do it correctly this is so helpful because dogs are not robots they're not little machines they are going to do something straight away and they're sometimes going to need a moment for their brain to kick in so you don't want to be in this pattern of just rewarding every two seconds because the dog may not be doing what it is that you're looking for (laughs) then you're just kind of feeding just for the heck of it so That's one exercise you can do with a frying pan, if you like, or with a a tennis ball on a racket. The second thing you can have a go at, if you live near the seaside or near an arcade, some of you remember the game Whack-A-Mole, which is where the little mole pops up out of the game board and you have to hit it with a mallet. Not very uh, animal welfare friendly, but it is a plastic mole, fear not. Again, that's testing your reflexes. It's going to pop up out of nowhere and am I going to be able to grab it? 
Some of you may have seen this done with dogs actually on social media where they'll have a like a cardboard box with holes cut into it and they'll stick like a frankfurter sausage out of the hole and then when the dog goes to eat it they pull it away again push it out of another hole. Now dogs are quite quick to catch on to that but if you don't live near an arcade you could fashion something like that out of a box if you wanted to and you just got to whack a pencil or something when your your training partner pushes that up through the through the gap. Okay, and the last one is a hand game. So again, you need someone to help you with this, but you might remember this from school. I can't remember the rhyme that went with it. There was like a rhyme. I did Google it, but I couldn't find it. But basically, it's where you try to essentially slap the other person's hands so you have got your two hands and you're going to place them on the table and then your partner's going to come in and try and hit the top of them and you're going to try and move them out of the way in time so again what you're doing is it's really testing your reflexes and you can take it in turns you can swap so can you hit your partner's hands in time or can you move yours out of the way in time and if the answer is no don't worry (laughs) it just means that you need a little bit of practice in testing those reflexes and getting a little bit sharper chances are though if you play one two three or all of these games and then the next day you have a little try with your dog you're going to not only be a little bit faster to react but you're going to be more aware of it and that's really the aim of what we're looking for here even if you don't get any faster having that awareness that actually I need to know what it is that I'm looking for when I'm working with my dog and if I do get my timing wrong oh well who cares but next time can I try a little bit harder to get it a bit more bang on so hopefully that was helpful it's just a few fun little games that you can do just to help with your timing um full disclosure I play the tennis ball game with a frying pan (laughs) which is why I said that because I don't have a tennis racket to hand um a couple of times a week just to keep myself nice and sharp so even if you're really experienced and you've been working with dogs for years won't hurt just to give these a little go just to see where you are Alrighty, take care bye Hi there, thanks for listening. Don't forget, if you are a dog training professional and you would like some more support with the emotional side of working with dogs and their people, so not so much learning how to train, but actually how to work with anxiety and depression and some of those really tough days when it comes to being a dog professional, then make sure you check out the link in the show notes. If you are listening before we launch this, then it will be a waiting list for you to join. And if it's after our launch date, then you can come ahead and see if you would like to become a member. So it's all about providing a supportive, confidential space for people to talk about some of the challenges of working with dogs and their people and to have it respected, supported and listened to. Okay, take care.